0: All right, good afternoon. It is Friday afternoon again. I can't tell you how much I look forward to this day again. I'm grateful to have Reverend Cameron with me. We've got some of our members again in the sanctuary to be a part of our prayer service. This is an hour of prayer. Can't tell you how much I look forward to this. It's a blessing to be back in the house of the Lord. We were here just two days ago for midweek push had a great lesson outlined there and God has spilled us over into Friday again, a day we've never seen before, a day we'll never see again, but here we are and we're thankful again for this day. Quick shout out to our virtual listeners in Washington, Kansas, Mississippi, Texas, Nashville, Tennessee, California, North and South Carolina, Atlanta, Ohio, uh, again Florida, uh, again to all of our listeners in uh, Pontiac, uh, Detroit, Bay City, Midland, Flint. Uh, Portage, Ann Arbor, Battle Creek, uh, to all of you, uh, uh, Thailand, again, we're thankful to all of you that chime in, around the world, Illinois and Chicago, don't want to miss you, we've got members right there in Chicago, again, we're thankful to all of you for being with us on the day, to all of our New Life listeners that are tuning in right now, wherever you are, uh, again, we are thankful to God for you. Uh, again, keep praying for the Dent family. Uh, that service is happening even as we speak now. Pray for Reverend Cameron. He had uh, one of his loved ones pass away, so we are in prayer for him. Continue, remember Sister Shirley Land, again as she continues to um, deal with the heal from the loss of her husband. Uh, and we've had other members over the last couple uh, weeks that have had loved ones that have passed away. Brother Dennis Brooks has a family member that will be eulogize this upcoming Wednesday so let's be praying for him uh, again uh, sister Studivan had a member pass away this was a couple weeks ago and several others but we want you to know that you are in our prayers uh, as we continue to move forward. Uh, keep praying for our city. Um, I, I can't echo enough there's still a lot of debate going on about the 52 million dollars. Um, 26 million has already been spoken for by the city. The other 26 million, uh, I can tell you from what I have seen, um, a lot of the predominantly um, uh, grants that were designed for people of color are being snubbed in the process. Uh, They're being snubbed, and I'm disappointed that that's happening. We may end up with something. But nowhere near what we thought we'd be receiving. We're going to trust God through the process. So if it doesn't go our way, that means God has something better. If we get it, then that means praise be to God for favor and blessings. We're going to trust God no, no matter what. Uh, so I just want you to be aware of that. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of debate uh, about those funds that are coming uh, in this direction. Uh, it's what I said it was going to be about a year or two ago. That it seems like the more established organizations, listen at this, who are doing nothing for people of color um, will get the money to do what? Keep doing what they've always done. All right? Um, Now, what they'll end up doing is those individuals will get the money, and guess who they will come to to help them get the job done? The very people that could get the job done if you just gave us the money. That's the insult. And so we just got to pray that it's going to work itself out. All right. I can't say that enough. All right. Hey, today, uh, again, we've got a very interesting subject on today. Um, It's called dealing with setbacks. All right. I believe, Reverend Cameron, that all of us are victims of setbacks in this life. Any thoughts from you as it relates to that? What do you think about setbacks?
1: Yes, we all are victims of setbacks. But one thing we have to understand is that just because it's a setback doesn't mean that God isn't going to push us forward.
0: Amen. And I think it's critical for people to understand, uh, in this life, the Bible tells us, uh, and I think Job said this, that man is born of a woman, his days are few But they're full of trouble. Well, guess what trouble means? Trouble means that every now and then you're going to have some setbacks. You can be coasting along. You could be on this vacation and be almost at your destination and the car will go bad. All right. You can be flying and almost near your final uh, uh, place where you get on the plane and you can get a layover. And guess what? The layover then could be two hours, which then sets you back on the next flight, which means now you're not going to get to your destination on time. And by the time you get there, there's no more flights going out, which means you either got to sleep in in the tarmac. They're going to get your hotel. You know, you got all those types of things. But one of the things that I've discovered is that in this life, you're going to have some setbacks, all right? The real question at the end of the day it's how you respond to setbacks. All right? There's a, there's a quote out there, uh, Reverend Cameron, by Roger Crawford, and he said this. He said, being challenged in this life is inevitable, but being defeated is optional. And what he means by that is, yes, you're going to get some, but it's how you respond to them. And for the believer, and it always amazes me in this Christian walk, that as much as we know about the word of God, every time we face a uh, upset or setback, it's like we forget what the Bible say. All right, all right. We get in a tizzy. We start doubting. You know, we start feeling sorry and depressed. And where's our faith at? And that's what this whole process is about. And so for me, I, I realize this, and I want you to understand this. Nobody can escape setbacks. Their way of life. And, and yet, they are a way of teaching and helping us develop our character. They strengthen our faith, all right? And they strengthen our resolve. Yeah, I got a setback, but I won't stop believing. I won't stop believing that God is going to come through for me. I think, and there's a couple more things we could throw in there with that just as well. But I think that's a mouthful by itself. You know, setbacks strengthen our character, they strengthen our resolve, and they strengthen our faith. And I think people need to understand that it's not the end, okay? Every time I encounter a setback, it's, let, me, let me say it like this. It is a canvas of new learning. That makes sense? Setbacks become a canvas of new learning. Why? I'm in an environment I've never been in before. I'm in a situation I've never encountered before. So now, now what, God, now what do you want me to do? What do you want me to see? What do you want me to learn? What are you trying to strengthen? What are you trying to expose? Because everything we go through, every trial, every setback, has a purpose in our lives. All right? And so for me, you know, there are some setbacks that, you know, are just very minor. And there are some setbacks that are like tsunamis. All right? A tsunami is something that just engulfs you and turns your world upside down. All right? The real question is it's how we respond. Matter of fact, uh, Chuck Swindoll, uh, Reverend Cameron, said uh, that life is 10% of what happens and 90% of how you respond. All right, and you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, for those of you that have the outline, uh, the fact that you're still reading this suggests uh, you want to respond optimally, and you want to learn how to respond when you face setbacks. And so, I, there's a couple of quotes, and, and I don't know if they'll be able to put them on the board because I know we got some technological issues. But it, fortunately for me, Reverend Cameron has them. I have, and there's one by. Roy Bennett uh, that I think is beneficial to, uh, to us today. So I have him read. We got about two or three we want to read. And you'll hear us reading them over uh, throughout the outline because they're applicable to everything we're talking about. Go, go ahead and read the one from Roy Bennett.
1: It says, when things do not go your way, remember that every challenge, every adversity contains within it the seeds of opportunity and growth.
0: Mm. Now, I just say, my, 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 my. You know, (laughs) sometimes when you get them, it's like, boy, that's bullseye. You know, everything we encounter, it is an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to listen. It's an opportunity to see, okay, God is operating on me. Now what does he want? I hope you'll remember that. Roy Roy T. Bennett. Here's another one. uh, Thomas Munson. And Thomas Munson says this. Listen at this. Our most significant opportunities will be found in times of our greatest difficulty. Did you hear that? Okay, and I hope you'll keep that in mind. You know, our most significant opportunities will be found in times of greatest difficulty. I always say this like this. When we encounter opportunities... It is the greatest time for God to show his power, to show himself strong, to show how connected you are with God, to see how God is going to move you through situations. And that's what you ought to be looking for when we go through things like this. Now, here's another by Zig Ziglar. I'll have Reverend, uh, I'll have Reverend Cameron read that. Listen at this one.
1: How many people are completely successful in every department of life? Not one. Hmm. The most successful people are the Listen ones. To this now. Listen. The most successful people are the ones who learn from their mistakes and turn their failures into opportunities.
0: Mm-hmm. And so again, this lesson is just prime for us right now. You know, We're in a situation in our nation. Um, who would have ever thought um, that we'd be where we are now? In our nation where uh, uh, the house of a president was seized mm-hmm. uh, because items were stolen, top secret items. Yep. Who would have ever thought that people think that now we need to have civil war mm-hmm. in our country? And trust me, we're teetering. Um, you know, when you look at what's going on, the atmosphere is right for stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Racism is still alive and well. The poor are getting poorer. Yep. All right. Our school system don't have enough teachers to teach. That's people right. are catching COVID left and right. Mm-hmm. Now we got monkey pox to deal with. On top of all of that, there's a water shortage. Yep. All right. Uh, you can't mm-hmm. buy a house now. You almost got the mortgage, your life to buy a house now. Mm-hmm. I mean, crime violence is up all over the place. You know, and through all of these things, you know, there are more people depressed now than there has ever been and it has spilled over in the church Mm -hmm. there are so many pastors right now that are facing burnout and depression because they've never encountered situations like this Mm -hmm. okay these are just setbacks these are things that are part of our lives but if we don't keep anchored if we don't stay connected if we don't read that word and here's the other key if you don't have a base, meaning if you don't have people that can support you during this time, you know you are a victim. You can yes. become a victim of Satan to to literally just take you out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So there are four things that we want to kind of look at today. All right. And we got some very limited time, but that's great. We're going to try to unpack as much as we as we do. So the first thing that I want to tell you when you're dealing with setbacks, number one, and I'll get some thought from. Uh, of Reverend Cameron as it relates to this. Well, the first thing that I think people need to understand is when you deal with setbacks, number one, welcome setbacks and be mature about it. Mm -hmm. In other words, expect that they're going to happen and deal with them on a level that says, in essence, I'm going to be okay. In other words, don't take the mindset, well, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? sometimes it's amazing to me as long as we've been in the church, Uh we get surprised when we get under attack by the adversary. And we're talking about that in life development right now. We've been talking about that now for almost a month. Yeah. Don't be surprised. Let me me see if I can give you a scripture. Uh, First Peter, Reverend Cameron, first Peter, um, uh, four, verse uh, 12 and 13 and elaborate on it a little bit after you read it Mm -hmm. just kind of give people a reason how or help people see how it connects to what we're talking about go ahead
1: okay beloved think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you but rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings that when his glory shall be revealed ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Mm. So when I think about this scripture, Pastor, I'm reminded of a quote, and I'm not sure if you have it in here or not, but it says a setback is a setup yes, sir. for a comeback. There you go. And so yeah. although we have setbacks, we have to think about what's ahead of the setback. Mm-hmm. It's going to be joy. And so... That scripture reminds me of that.
0: And, I, you know, spot on. It's not in here, but I, I, it was in my mind okay. as well. <laughs> and so what the scripture is saying, as, as Reverend Cameron said, is why do you think it's strange mm-hmm. that you get attacked? Now, we're talking about it right now in life development that Satan always attacks you after a spiritual high. And we're also talking about the fact right now that the reason why we encounter adversity is not because we are not doing anything, but rather because we are doing something, all right? And, and that's the difference. And so when I think about it, let me give you another scripture to go with this. Now watch this now, Sister Ferris. Watch this. First uh, uh, John 3.13. And I'm going to unpack this so you can really get it. First John 3.13. Go, go ahead, Reverend Cameron. Read that verse.
1: Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you.
0: Okay, Now, think about that for a second, and maybe you can't connect it, so let me unpack it a little bit. It says, marvel not, don't be surprised if the world hates you, mm. because if the world hates you, the world will do everything it can to set you back in life. Yeah. They'll do everything they can to make life difficult for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember when I first got here, um, and we had, in a, we had a printing account with an individual company in this city. And it was amazing that because that individual that always waited, this is, this is how he would treat me, Reverend mm-hmm. First of all, he, he's a Jehovah Witness. Okay. He knew I was Baptist. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, he, it was clear to me through the spirit that he really had an issue with me. Mm. So, so what he would do is, like, I'd give him my card to pay for something. And he'd take my card and he'd flick the card back at me. Like, wait a minute, hold up now. I mean, I didn't give it to you that way. Right. Very short with his words and all those things there. And I began to discern that, okay, he has an issue because he knows that because we are Christians, we speak out against him. Mm -hmm. He had a person. So I'm not surprised that the world feels the same way. Yeah. All right. When you're saved, you're always under attack. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing you have to understand. Listen, sometimes... You don't know it, and I don't know it, but sometimes we're taken advantage of by the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you get work done by the world, sometimes they take advantage of you. They charge you exorbitant fees, yeah. because they know, number one, you need them, they there now, mm-hmm. it's the ninth hour, I ain't got no heat, I gotta get the heat. And yeah. this joker gonna come, you know, they got a 24-hour service, mm-hmm. so what do they do? They jack the price up, they're already there, Okay, that's the world taking advantage. That mm-hmm. can be a setback. But yeah. the point I'm getting at is one of the things that we have to understand is we've got to learn how to welcome them. We know they're coming, mm-hmm. but be mature about it just as well. I, I put this down in my little outline, and I just asked a question to see if you can get us his them. You know, are there still people who get angry at the rain? Mm. All right. Remember that people, and and people do it, children do it. Um, You know, I I think of a kid when it rains, they get mad because it stops them from playing. Yeah. It stops from doing those things. And one of the things that I've discovered is embracing setbacks is a mature attitude. Mm -hmm. It's a mature attitude. Mature people expect hardships. Yeah. All right. Even when things go well, they can go wrong. Uh, it can happen on the best day. But what I've discovered about immature people is that immature people lash out in anger and frustration when circumstances conspire to blunt their short-term objective. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stop playing. I don't want to stop enjoying myself. And when, a, when a, a setback happens, it stops that pleasure. So what mm-hmm. happens is they start pouting. Yeah. They start whining. Mm-hmm. All right. They start doing these things, Sister Harrison, and it just really shows. I know at any given day, and don't misunderstand me, the Bible says be sober and be alert. Mm -hmm. So that means to always be looking and watching. And even when you got the best laid plans, you can expect that something is going to happen. That's right. It doesn't matter how much you've carefully thought it out. It doesn't matter how much you've got the plans, you've got everybody in place. Mm-hmm. Something can happen just like that. Yep. All right. But you got to learn how to welcome them and be mature about it in the process. Mm-hmm. You know, every time we do something, something can happen on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Something can happen right now. Something could happen when we did the chess outing. Something mm-hmm. could have happened at the cultural festival. Something could happen in the park day in and day out. Yeah. It's a way of life. Um, You can go to the bank or you can go and get ready to buy some groceries and put your card in and it says it's been denied. Mm -hmm. Well, last time I went, wait a minute, denied? What are they talking about? I know I got money in the (laughs) bank. You put it back in again and say denied again. So you say, hold up. You call and then you find out somebody had hacked into your account Mm -hmm. and took your money. Now what you going to do? And so we know it can happen. It's mm-hmm. a part of our life. It's how we respond. Mm-hmm. All right? So let me pray that right quick. I'll have Reverend Cameron pray over the next one. Let me pray this one real quickly for us. Eternal God, our Father, again, we thank you, Lord, for again reminding us, helping us to grow to understand that when we deal with setbacks, number one, we should always welcome them and then be mature about them. Yes. You told us in your word, don't be surprised mm-hmm. when we face trials. Trials mean setbacks. It means satanic attacks. It means when we're under the gun, when we're being pressured. You told us don't be surprised because number one, we aren't the only ones that deal with these. Yeah, they happen all around the world. And Father, we thank you for giving us the warning. And then, Father, the other thing that you tell us by telling us don't be surprised is you're telling us to have a certain mindset. Yeah, to have a certain attitude. To understand that even the best laid plans can suffer a setback. Yes. But even further than that, it's how we respond. Even though we're covered by your blood, you said our days are full of trouble. Yes. Well, Father, we know that today could be the day of trouble. Mm. We know tomorrow could be that day. It's how we respond. Yeah. We trust you. We know that uh, all things work together for the good. We know no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We know that even when we're under attack, it has a divine purpose. Yes. And so even when I'm under attack, Lord, I thank you. Uh, Lord, I, no, I'm not happy, but I know that this is going to work out for my good. Mm. And so, Father, help us as believers to mature to that point where even when we're under the gun, we know there is a divine design and we thank you that in the end, you get the glory. So we give you praise now in Jesus' name, in Jesus name. Amen. amen. All right. So the first thing we've got to see, says Jay, is that when we encounter setbacks, we got to learn how to welcome them. Now, let me make you understand. That don't mean I'm going to go to the notes and say, hey, all y'all setbacks, come on over here to 1401 James. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when it happens, it is what it is. That's right. We're going to face them. All right? We're going to, but it's how you face them. But then, number two, uh, number two, and and help me with that, Reverend Cameron. Number two, when dealing with setbacks, number two, here's something we got to learn how to do. What's number two?
1: Number two, we have to calm down and remain faithful.
0: Mm. Did y'all get that? Calm down. Come on, tell me, what do you think that means?
1: Calm down and remain faithful. In a setback, sometimes we might get frustrated. Yep. Uh, we may get anxious. We may go to thinking about stuff that may not even happen during there the you setback. Go. Yeah. Um, and so we, we need to calm ourselves down, know that God is going to uh, pilot that situation, yes, sir. and He's going to bring us out.
0: You mm-hmm. know, and, and it's so critical for you to get that. I don't want you to miss because uh, all of those words are connected. Yes. Calm down means don't lose it. That's right. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day. I mean, don't lose it. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't go ballistic. I mean, don't, I mean, calm down means, wait a minute, take a deep breath, analyze the situation, remain calm. I, I mean, for example, and, and y'all might remember this, and maybe you haven't, and you mm-hmm. may have encountered this, Reverend Cameron. Mm-hmm. Remember when your child came home and they had hurt themselves? Uh, especially a baby mm-hmm. and it looked bad but you didn't really want the kid to know it was bad because they went and went crazy yeah. so you had to remain calm mm-hmm. come on in here boy <laughs> you, you, you almost want to lose it but you don't want them to know you lose it because if you lose it then they going to lose it Right. And, and so what am I telling you You when, when you face a setback don't lose it keep your wits about you because you know in the end that it's going to work out for your good all right, I cannot echo that enough. You gotta get to a point, Brother Williams, where, okay, I mean, this ain't the end. Mm-hmm. Okay, God gonna work this out. It's gonna be okay. We're gonna get through this. Remember one of the phrases that I love to say, and it's in the Bible, and I can't re-tell, I can't recount the number of times, but it's in the Bible. And it came to pass. Yes. And it, pass, mm-hmm. and it came to pass, and it came to pass, and it came to pass, and it came to pass. Now let me contemporize that and say it like this: "And this too shall pass." Yes. All right. You remember now? Now it says, "Mims, it doesn't feel good while you're going through it, but this too shall pass. Shall pass. This pain, it shall pass. This heartache, it shall pass. This situation, it shall pass. Mm-hmm. You've got, and here's the other piece to this whole thing." Remain faithful. Yes. Okay. I I cannot underscore that enough. You got to remember who you place your trust in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me give you two scriptures to help us with this. Come on. Come on, Cameron, help us with this. Watch this.
1: Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering.
0: Watch this now.
1: For he is faithful. That promise.
0: Mm. In other words, hold your ground without wavering. All right? Because here's the thing we got to know. He is faithful, that promise that he's faithful. Mm. Now, let me throw this one in because I know this is part of the whole process. And I think it's critical for people to get this as well. Let's just say something happens. I want you to see what the scripture tells us just in case you lose it. I want you to see this promise in scripture. Come on, uh, Reverend Cameron. Second Timothy 2.13. Watch this.
1: Second Timothy 2.13. If we are faithless, mm. he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself.
0: Did you hear that? Even when you are faithless, he'll still be faithful. Why? Because he cannot go back on his word. Mm-hmm. Now, I love that. Because it tells me that even if I were to lose it, that does not void the promises of God that God promised me. That's right. All right. But I, the thing I think you need to see in this, and watch this now. Here's another scripture I want to throw out there, sis Linda Cooper Tatum, uh, Proverbs 3 and 3. Watch this scripture. Watch this. Go ahead, Reverend
1: Cameron. Proverbs 3 and 3. Let, uh, let, let not loyalty and faithfulness forsake you. Mm. Bind them about your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Verse 4, so you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and man.
0: So what is God telling you? Keep your faith. Yes. Don't let go because your faith is the gateway to the blessings and your restoration or the path that God is going to lead you on. I can't underscore that enough. This sounds, this sounds so simplistic and yet, most Christians flunk this test day in and day out, all right? The minute you get bad news, instead of losing it, say, now, nah, Lord, wait a minute, now, this is your child. That's right. All right. The minute somebody go off or somebody act crazy or somebody play a trick or somebody backs it, wait a minute, Lord, I'm in your hands. I know you see this situation. The devil is alive. Mm-hmm. See, the remember now, you hear us talking about this in life development. Yes. The devil majors in confusion, drama, and chaos. Mm-hmm. If he can get your mind off God, he got you where he wants you. Yes. No, no, no. I'm going to trust God through this situation. All right. So no matter how expectant you are, some setbacks are just are utterly devastating. Yes. And sometimes, if you don't watch it, you can lose everything. I mean, you get confused. Mm -hmm. You don't know which path. I don't know what to do. What am I going to do? How am I going to get through this? No, no, no. Remember now, whose hands are you in? God. Gotta trust God. That's right. All right. And so, for me, at the end of the day, one of the things I always tell people is draw strength from the resources that God has deposited in your life. Yeah. First of all, draw your strength from God. All right. Draw your strength from family and draw your strength from friends that you know are spiritually connected, that you can call and say, man, I'm under attack right now. I, I, need, I, I, need, to, I need you to pray for me, man. My mm-hmm. family's under attack. My marriage is under attack. Things are going haywire. You know, and so as you do those things, I, I'll go a step further. Even when you draw that strength from them, you gotta learn how to encourage yourself. Oh, no, no, the devil's a liar. No, I'm getting through this. Yeah. I'm getting through it. It don't feel good right now. I'm crying right now. I don't like the way it looks, but Lord, you're not going to allow me in anything that you're going to bring me out of. That's right. Okay, so I'm trusting God, all right? I, I know this is going to pass, all right? Let me see if I can help you. This, this is what David said. David said this, and I love David, uh, Reverend Cameron, mm-hmm. because, you know, there's 150 number of songs and literally, if my mind serves me correctly, David literally wrote 70, between 70 and 74 of those books of Psalms. Mm-hmm. So David is a veteran at dealing with trouble. And look at what David encourages us to do in Psalm, in Psalm, 40, uh, Psalm 43, verse 5. Watch this. Here David is going through some stuff his own self but look at what David does in this text
1: Psalm 43 and 5. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? And why are you
0: disquieted?
1: Dis- disquieted excuse me, within me. Mm-hmm. Hoping God, for I shall again praise him, my help and my God.
0: Mm. Y'all get that? And, and so, what David's saying, look, why are you feeling sorry for yourself? <laughs> why are you sitting there having a, a pity party? You want some cheese with that wine? No. (laughs) It's time to grow up. David said, look. He said, why are you this quiet? He said, the word hope means put your faith, put your trust in God. Yes. Okay. I'm going to still praise God because he is the health of my confidence and my God. He is everything that I need. Mm -hmm. And so what am I telling you? Calm down and be faithful. This too shall pass. It's just a test. It's going to help you grow. Your faith is going to be strengthened. Mm-hmm. You're going to see the hand of God. You're going to see a miracle at the end of this. And that's why you've got to keep your hope and trust in God. Yes. All right. Come on, help us pray that, Reverend Cameron.
1: Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for what you are doing in our lives. Mm-hmm. But God, we pray especially now that when we are frustrated and when we have a setback, We pray and ask, God, that you would just give us a calm spirit to go through that setback, knowing that you can do anything but fail. And so, God, as we go through our many setbacks that will come in our lives, we just pray that you would give us a a peace, a, a quiet, Father God, to know that you are there with us, even as we may suffer, God. And so, Father God, continue to give us the peace that surpasses all understanding, even in our setbacks, Lord God. And so we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. And so, again, uh, number one, welcome setbacks and be mature about it. And then number two, calm down. Mm -hmm. Don't get ahead of yourself. Right. Sometimes you got to learn how to be still. Okay? Be quiet. Mm -hmm. You know, there's scriptures, and you've heard us talk about them all the time. Be still and see the salvation of the Lord. See, your mind is, okay, i got to instantly do something. No, take a breath. Mm -hmm. Take a chill pill. Pause. And here's the other thing I encourage people to do. Listen. Yeah. Okay, God, what,
1: what's what next? same.
0: Yeah. All right. You see this calamity. Now, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. See, sometimes God gives you the answer right away. Mm-hmm. But see, you can't hear the answer because your fear, your, your uh, thought of this is out of control, I can't handle it, all of those things begin to heighten. And watch this now. And self-preservation kicks in, mm. all right. And sometimes when self-preservation kicks in, it's worse than. Me. Can I give you a human example? Take for example a person that jumps in uh, in the pool, and they can't swim. A lifeguard comes out, mm-hmm. right? And the purpose of the lifeguard, Brother Fentress, is to rescue you. Mm-hmm. He can't. Re- if you don't, if you don't follow his instructions you fooling around and drown you and him. Mm-hmm. The best thing you can do is just, just, wait a minute, just, okay, stop trying to swim. I got you. They put their arm around you, and then they start swimming back. Well, if you're flailing, you're going to fool around and cause both of y'all to go under the water. Mm-hmm. All right? Sometimes you got to be calm. I know it's a tense. Listen, I'm not denying that it's not a tense situation. I'm not denying that it could be a 911 situation, but you'll never... Come out successful if you never keep your wits about you. Yes. All right. Yeah, I see that they're cutting. I see they're bleeding. Okay. But you gotta remain calm Mm because if you don't, you can go into shock. Yeah. There's all sorts of things that can happen. Mm -hmm. So remain calm and remain faithful. Yes. All right. Because it's only in that time that you're gonna overcome the setback that just happened. All right, come on, Uh, Reverend Cameron, tell me what number three is. I love number three, and I hope, because we just talked about it, but let's bring it back up again. What's number three?
1: Number three, recognize setbacks as seeds of opportunity and growth.
0: Mm. So So what do you think that means, Reverend Cameron? When you're talking about recognize setbacks as seeds of opportunity, uh, that should be and. I left the, the, the D out there, but we'll correct that, and growth. So what do you think that means?
1: That we have to you know know that when we have a setback, it's probably there to spark something uh, new that God has for us, some, some type of growth. Yeah.
0: There you go. And keep in mind now, let me make sure you understand this. It's not like God didn't know that was coming. That's right. It is orchestrated in the permissive and divine will of God. Mm -hmm. Nothing catches God off guard about you. No accident, no calamity, no job, no relationship. Remember, God is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Mm -hmm. He's at the beginning of time and the end of time all at the same time. God knew this was going to happen, okay, and now what God is doing is taking this attack or this setback as a chance to grow you and develop you. Yeah. Okay. What's part of our theme? Love, grow, serve. Mm-hmm. All right. So don't look at it as a setback. Look at it as a setup for a comeback. That's right.
1: That's right.
0: All right. Rem Cameron said that earlier. Mm-hmm. That 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 setbacks are setups set for, for comebacks.
1: Comeback. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. And so for us. Uh, I I can tell you right now, I know of many believers, I know of many believers that that can point to one setback Mm -hmm. that changed everything in their life. That's right. It became the game changer. Why? Because they seized the opportunity. It opened up a new path for growth, for spiritual empowerment, for spiritual connectedness, Mm -hmm. and their lives changed for the better, all right, and we've got to understand that our setbacks have opportunity gems within them to help us grow just as well, Brother Sewell. Mm-hmm. We don't look at it that way. Our mindset is human. Oh, man, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Okay, God, what do you want me to learn? What do you want me to see? What do you want other people to see? How can I still give you the glory? God, how are you going to get me through this? Yeah. See, because you need to understand Every problem I encounter, it's not my responsibility to figure out how to get through it. It's God's responsibility. Amen. Notice this. Notice every year around this time, your kids ain't worried about school clothes. Because who do they expect to take care of it? they mom and dad. They ain't worried about where the money coming from, nothing. They know right around August, we going school shopping. All right. They know come uh, September used to be September. We got school clothes coming. It's not your responsibility. The same way with you. The Bible says your heavenly father knows what you need. And then, you know, again, Philippians 419 says, but my God shall do what? Supply all your needs. So when I'm going through things, you've got to understand that these are opportunities where you can grow and where you can see the power of God operating in your life. All right. We used this quote earlier, uh, Reverend Cameron, by Thomas Munson. And, and say that again for me. We used it earlier.
1: Our most significant opportunities will be found in times of greatest difficulty.
0: Mm. God is at his finest when you're at your worst. Yes. All right. You know, there's a story out there, and, and it's an amazing story because it encapsulates uh, this strategy, um, you know, of Amy Purdy. She, she was a model, and she also became a world-class um, uh, snowboarder. And at a ripe old age of 18, um, she lost her legs. All right. And, and, and what it boils down to is you would think at, at 18, 19, and you lose your legs, people say, well, my life is over, yeah. all right? But what she did is she took uh, Anton St. Martin's famous quote, and she said it this way, and listen at this. When life gives you lemons, you don't make lemonade. You use the seeds to plant a whole orchard and entire franchise, yeah. You, you get that? You don't just take the seeds. To, you take the, I mean, you don't just take and make lemonade. You take them seeds and plant them for another opportunities in your life. And that's what God is saying to us right now. All right. At the end of the day, Dean Stewart, I, I'm not allowing setbacks to stop me because in the setback, there are seeds that can help me to grow, to be blessing to others. I'm going to always look at this as, okay, God, help me be a blessing to somebody else uh, in the process. And that's what we got to learn at the end of the day. It's about recognizing there is a purpose. And that's what we got to see in everything. See, I said this before and I say it again. Remember when Jesus was on the boat with his boys and said, let us go to the other side? The Bible says they, they got out there and watched the text It says, and there were other boats around them. And it says in that outline, and we have to kind of look at this, it says a storm rose over their boat. All right? A storm rose. So the other boats were watching how they dealt with the storm. Sometimes the storm is not for you. The storm is for others to see how you deal with the storm. All right? Now, Growth is not always necessarily for you. Growth is for other people to grow watching you maneuver through your adversity. I always talk about my Uncle Cal, or Reverend Tatum. Um, you know, he passed in Mount Moriah, and I was the chairman of the deacon board at that time. He suffered a double stroke. Suffered a stroke, all right? It incapacitated him for quite some time. And even once he was able to remember his name and all the other things, his health came back, he didn't fully recover from that. But it is through that adversity that I began to grow. Because I said, wait a minute now, here's a person that wants to preach but can't preach. He wants to do this but he couldn't get the words. He wanted to study. And I'm like, wait a minute, I can study and I ain't studying. So I got convicted. I'm like, wait a minute now, the least I could do is do what he can't do. And so, you look at all this. So, there are things. Sometimes the storms aren't for you. Sometimes they're for other people. God needs other people to see that even when you're under pressure, you will still remain faithful. Come here, Job. Say, now, if you consider my servant, Job, there's nothing. They say, yeah, I saw him. Matter of fact, I didn't try to get him, but I couldn't get him because you're covered. Listen, even when you're under pressure, you're still being covered. Because, see... God could allow the pressure to squeeze you to the point where you are of use to nobody, and that's not the case, and you got to learn that, all right? Let's have Reverend Cameron pray that for us right quick over number three.
1: Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for what you continue to do in our lives, Lord God, and Father God, as we continue to recognize our setbacks, Lord, we also need to know that, Father God, something is coming out of those setbacks. Yes. So, Father God, continue to instill inside of our hearts and minds that even though we go through, Father God, you've got something on the other side that is far more than what we can imagine, Lord God. And so we just thank you, Lord God, continue to infuse inside of us, God, that you are always there with us through whatever we may go through. And Father God, we can come out on the other side on top because we know the type of God we serve, we know what you can do for us, Lord God. And so we thank you now in Jesus' name,
0: amen. Let me help you a little bit more with that. Some of the greatest artists in the world are not using their hands. They're using their feet. Some of them use their mouths. Some of the greatest music in the world is not sang by people that can can see, but by people that are blind. Some of the greatest music is written by people um, that have no hands. So don't tell me that out of adversity and setbacks, good cannot come. All right? Just because I, and I get it. So don't, I'm not trying to belittle anything. I get it you had a stroke. Okay? But can I tell you one of the greatest, uh, several people that I know, two preachers that I know. I never will forget almost 15 years ago. A pastor that used to pastor up in Muskegon. I can't think of his name. But he suffered a stroke. And he was put in a wheelchair. And we invited him to preach for our district. And you want to talk about somebody that wrecked the house. He wrecked the house because he demonstrated, you know, even though I had a stroke, I can still preach the gospel. And we embraced the gospel and saw the anointing on him. Boy, I tell you, at that district session, everybody was boo-hooing, everybody was crying, people were shouting because the power of the Lord was in that place. We didn't look at his disability, we looked at the capability of God in a man that would not give up on his calling. Yeah, right. Amen. Clifton Rose is another person that over time, Clifton Rose was a, foreno- a foremost authority in our district and around the world, highly respected and appreciated. And he developed, I think it was Parkinson's disease. And over time, we saw how it took an impact on his body. Uh, Just week after week, month after month, he got to a point where this man that was a golden, was a boxer in his prime days. You know, and was still very fit and trim over time. But we saw how it attacked attacked his muscles and his limbs. And it, it attacked his throat. He had to have a machine to breathe with. But he was still preaching. And his congregation believed in him because they retrofitted the pulpit so that his wheelchair could get up in the pulpit. And then they retrofitted the mic so that the mic can be connected to him. And he did all of that even though he had this setup or this, this setback in his life. Until the very day that he died, he demonstrated that I will not stop preaching until God tells me, servant, well done. So can it happen? Yes, it can. All right. It can be our opportunities for growth if we just listen to the word of God. The last one I want you to keep in mind and let me just give you all of them again, if I can. Let me just start back. Again, remember now, the subject is dealing with setbacks. All right? And number one, we said this. When dealing with setbacks, number one, you have to welcome setbacks and be mature about it. All right? Number two, we said not only should you welcome them and be mature, but calm down. Don't lose it. Don't blow it. Don't go into tizzy. Don't lose your mind. I mean, don't just get crazy about it. Be Uh, calm down and remain faithful to God, all right? Number three, we said not only should we remain faithful to God and be calm, but we need to recognize that setbacks are seeds of opportunity and growth. Something good is going to happen because of this, all right? God is trying to pull something out of me that he has created in me. But then number four, remember this, when, when Dina was setbacks, Remember that the mind is the battlefield. If you lose it in your mind, the victory is already won by Satan. All right. Here's what I want you to remember when you face a setback. And I got a couple of scriptures I want to throw at you real quickly. Watch this. Come on, Reverend Cameron, help me. Romans 828, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. But I want you to remember this when you encounter a setback. Go ahead. Romans
1: 828. We know that in everything uh-huh. God works for good mm. with those who love him, mm-hmm. who are called according to his purpose.
0: There you go. All things work together. Even your setbacks are gonna work out for your good. Yes. All right. Here's another thing. I want to, and let me read this one here, Second Corinthians chapter 10. I want you to hear this one because again, it's critical. Listen at this. Second Corinthians chapter ten uh, and verse number three. It says, "Though we, it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh." Mm. Watch this now. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty uh, through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Watch this. Here's the verse I want you to see: casting down imaginations and every high thing. That exalted itself against the knowledge of God, watch this, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Y'all see that? Mm -hmm. And having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. I'm not going to let this thing mesmerize me. I'm not going to let it make me start thinking crazy. Uh uh, God, you got this. You're going to work this thing out for me. All right. Here's another verse I want you to see, and I want to give you two versions of it. Watch this now, Brother Williams. Proverbs 4 and 23. Watch this. Watch what it says
1: Proverbs 4 and 23. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life.
0: All right. Now, keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. But I want to give you the contemporary English version of that same verse. And listen at what this says. Go ahead, read that.
1: Carefully guard your thoughts because they are the source of true life.
0: You better be careful. If you let your thoughts run rampant and run scattered, you're going to have some chaos in your life. All right, watch this one here. Keep this in mind now. If you don't arm yourself when disasters happen, you'll lose it. But I'm, I'm giving you some what I call some power scriptures to have in mind when you face it Romans 8 28. Watch this. I'm sorry, 8 and 37. Gotcha. 8 37.
1: Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us.
0: Mm. You've got to remember, even when you have a setback, that you're more than a conqueror. That's right. And here's the thing that's real critical. Here's one more verse, Proverbs 23, 7a. Here's what you need to keep in mind, which is why we've said, remember, the mind is the battlefield. If you lose the battle there, you've already lost the war. Watch this verse. Watch this.
1: For as he thinketh in his heart, mm-hmm. so is he.
0: There it is. All right, Proverbs 23, 7, 8. We call that the eight portion of the verse. So what are we trying to say? You need to stay positive and focus on the end game. All right? A- at the end of the day. I got to remember, okay, this is going to work out for my good. Mm-hmm. The, listen, the thoughts we let in and allow to dominate or preoccupy our minds are the ones that's going to control us. That's right. So, so Reverend Cameron, if you think you're defeated, guess what? You're defeated. You're defeated. Mm-hmm. If you think you're going to lose, guess what? You're going to lose. Cameron, I, I like this here. You can mm-hmm. elaborate a little bit mm-hmm. on, on the thought itself. I, I, I remember this caption, and I've talked about it a couple times over a couple years I've been here. I remember the caption of a crane uh, out in the swamp, mm-hmm. and he sees the frog, and he grabs the frog by the legs. Mm-hmm. But as he's getting ready to try to swallow the frog, the frog takes his two hands and puts it around his throat, mm. all right? Because the frog is saying what? I ain't going without a fight. That's right. I believe I can win this, all right? So the mindset is, even though it looks like I'm being devoured, no, no, no. I'm going to choke the life this crane so that I can win, all right? Yes, I said back, he about to be eating. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not giving up like that. Never quit. Come on, talk in the Reverend Campbell.
1: That's just a reminder that, you know, with anything we face, we've got to go with it. We've got to go with it with everything in us, with everything in our heart, and we've got to go against it with knowing that God is with us. That's what we forget. Yes, sir. We forget that God knows everything we're going through.
0: There
1: you go. He, he know every hair on our head. He know everything we're going to face. And so with him, we're going to get through every setback.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Now, it's critical for you to get that now because if you don't ultimately believe, and that, there's a poem out there. I should have brought it in. that says, If you think you're defeated, you are. Yeah. If you think you do this. And y'all know that. Look it up. Google it if you will. But what is the thought of it? It all boils down to what is your mindset? Yeah. Okay? So what we did is we walked in the back door um, and, you know, we came in the back door. We could have started with this one mm-hmm. and went back the exact opposite way. But we came from the other way. We came in the back door to the front door. This literally should have been the first one. But we came in the back door. All right, Because it all starts with a mindset. Are you going to lose it? Okay. Or are you going to say, oh, no. Mm-mm. No, this is going to work itself out. All right, It's not your fight. But the fight belongs to the Lord. And you've got to understand that when it comes to setbacks. You know. I never will forget, uh, and there were a couple people that had children at the church I pastored in Battle Creek. Mm -hmm. Out of no place, the kids took ill, and it was what they call a death illness. Illness. They don't know why, but this child was near death. And I kept saying to the mother of this one child, do you trust God? Mm. Do you trust God? And I said, listen, we're going to agree. All right, we're going to agree that by God's stripes, your child's going to be healed. We're going to trust the healing hand of God that this is going to work out. Reverend, I just don't know. No, no, no. Stop saying you just don't know. Say you trust God and trust God. God, whatever, no matter what you do, I believe it's going to be okay. And that child, I never forget this young lady. That woman, in a matter of weeks, they never did find out what the illness was, but she was near death. But in a matter of weeks, that young lady bounced back, is doing exceptionally well today because of the healing hand of God. God, trust God no matter what. All right? Come on, Reverend Cameron. Pray that one for us.
1: Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you again for this prayer today about these setbacks. Now, God, as we come to a close, God, we thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us. And, Father God, we just want to remember, Father God, that in the midst of everything we go through, our mind can be a hindrance at times. And so God, we just pray and ask again, father God, that you would just give us what we need. Father God to get through father God. We, we pray and ask that you would be encamped around our mind. Lord God, Allow us to think positive thoughts, Lord God, knowing that we're going to come out on the other side on top, Lord God. And so we do not want our mind to get in the way, even though sometimes it may look bad, God. We still are going to remain positive, Father God. And we're going to remove all of that negativity and doubt, all of our thinking and all of our mind, Lord God. And so we thank you, Father God. Continue to keep us, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Remember, you still win. And that in the end, all things work together for your good. Okay? And, and I think at the end of the day, I would say it like this. Let that be your motivation going forward. When dealing with setbacks, Remember, it's going to work out for your good. Listen, I hope you've been blessed on today. Four good nuggets. I hope that will help you get through what you're going through. Again, God be praised for planning this so that we can address this with you on today. I'm looking forward to seeing. uh, Look, um, again, don't forget teachers. we got a meeting tomorrow. I think it's at 10 o'clock. Don't forget that, teachers. Don't forget that, teachers training tomorrow. Again, keep that in mind. Uh, Looking forward to seeing all of you in life development Sunday morning at 930. God be praised, be covered, and kept over the next day or two. Again, let me again always thank Reverend Cameron for being with us on today. Thank again our New Life audience that's here with us. Uh, Again, uh, thank our engineers uh, that come in day in and day out uh, to help us make sure that we're able to do what we do. Thank you, New Life, for giving us the opportunity to use this technology through our finances. Thank God for all that he has done, since Taylor. Again, praise all of you. Enjoy the rest of the day. God bless you.